career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of you know what? 40 plus gay men, gay talk. And here we are. Can you believe we are marching through the new year already? We are almost to the end of January. And some of you are like thinking, okay, what's the X? What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. The same old stuff is there. I hate my job. I need to find a new career. Uh, I don't know how I really fit into the gay community. I really like certain things and other people say, oh, that's not very gay. Well, screw all of them. <laughs> you just need to be you. You all know that. You know how I talk about this stuff. But um, I'm excited today because I came across this guest through, you know, the lovely world of social media and reaching out, trying to find people. And the reason he struck for me was he's done everything I just about talked about. He's got his own business. He's found his way to be who he is in the world and in our own community. And he really honors being himself. His name is Tommy Whitehead. He is a licensed contractor, and he's the president and CEO of his own company, Tomco Solutions, Inc. And I'm just going to let him kind of explain everything else, but he is a certified LGBTQ business enterprise, and he does a lot of cool stuff by giving back. So let's dive in and find out how did Mr. Tommy Whitehead find his way to just continuing to be himself. So Tommy, welcome from, yeah, you're hailing in from Florida, man. So how, how are things in Florida? Good day today? Hi, Rick. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And yes, it's always a fabulous day in Florida, despite the news. Uh, you take the you take the good with the bad, but we we love it here. My husband and son and I love love living here. We're all actually uh, all three of us are native Floridians. Oh wow! So yeah, there's four of us, and three of us live in this house, and so it's uh <laughs> it's pretty cool. But appreciate you having me on here. I uh, love the description of your show. Uh, I am just a few months away from forty myself awesome so awesome. i've done a lot of reflection on what 40 is I, I mean i'm not scared at all i've used it as a driver in 39 to accomplish uh quite a few very interesting things this past year and just to kind of so that i slate clean at 40 so i can uh do some pretty amazing things in my 40s uh but yeah you you kind of hit it out of the park with having some crazy life changes from from having a wife and a kid to having a husband and a kid now to yeah. uh, being an ac accountant and director of finance, to changing to a licensed contractor and owning a construction company. Uh, I am an author. I've got a book launching in just a few months. I'm oh, a podcast awesome. host myself. I uh, formed a couple of nonprofits so far, including the Pride Construction Coalition. Uh, I'm on multiple boards. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of our community. Uh, wasn't always easy to be that, but, uh, no. but it took some time. And, and then I realized who I was and, then I'm good now. So it's really cool to see your dynamic, your show. Well, you know, and thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And th this did grow out of like the other concept of life uncloseted. And I'm like, you know what? That's great. I love talking about everything, you know, coming out and everything. But I started realizing, and I guess more so as I started aging, like from 40 on up, gay men get kind of lost in the culture, so to speak. 
<clears throat> they're too old or they're aging and a lot of them are in some transitions. I mean, I transitioned into myself, not like truly transitioned, like our, you know, mm -hmm. brothers and sisters who are transgender, but at 36. And then when I hit 40, I really felt like I was hitting my stride. And that's when everything started changing for me. I was out of the closet, obviously, by then I met my husband. I was going through the career transition stuff. And one of the biggest questions I kept asking myself is, who am I? And what do I really want to be doing to make myself happy? And at times it wasn't easy, Tommy. I'm sure it wasn't easy for you either because, you know, coming out and then, you know, having, you know, preformed family and meeting, you know, it's all such a big mm -hmm. transition. But one of the things I learned most was the more I allowed myself to follow, and I'm going to, I'm going to sound a little <laughs> personal development, like woo woo, but to follow my own bliss the happier I became not saying it was a hundred percent guys. I'm not going to ever say that, but I found my way to being really settled and like, yeah, I can keep going. I can keep going. I love that. You have a book coming out. Well, I want to talk about that for sure. And you got a podcast. So I'm going to just kind of take you back when all this was kind of like, Oh, I'm moving from this to this. I bet none of that was really even in on the radar for you. It was kind of like, I'm going through these life changes. Yeah, it it really wasn't. Um, you know, I like I, I do a lot of DEI presentations and and discussions, and uh, one of the big things that the stories I like to tell is is, hey, you want to understand DEI? Let's boil it down to something simple. For for our for our heterosexual couples here, your husband, your wife, you you went out to this weekend to a really cool restaurant, and then you went to see a cool movie, and you come to the office Monday morning. What's the first thing everybody does when they chit chat? What'd you do this weekend? They like to tell you yep. all about what they did, recommend this restaurant that you got to try, go see the movie, tell them don't see the movie because it sucked, whatever it was, they like to do that. I said, imagine if you came in the office Monday morning and couldn't tell anybody that because you were afraid that you might lose your job. Mm -hmm. In the construction go. industry, especially is an industry that is coming a long way. Um, but it is one of the few industries that's slagging behind a little bit. You know, it's not mm -hmm. like the banking industry where it's comfortable. It's not like, you know, finance, it's not marketing. It's, it's different. Uh, well, it's so not, it's it not was, retail. It's not entertainment. I mean, yes. it, and, and even though I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that those areas are like, it's yeah. all welcoming. I know it's not, but you're right. There's a huge difference when you're in an industry that let's just go there. That's very quote, masculine energy dominated, even yes. though I know there's a lot of women in construction. I don't want to diss yeah. that out. I met a lot of great women in the construction mm -hmm. industry, but it is so different because you're almost afraid to go, well, <laughs> my husband yeah. and I, it, it gets challenging. I mean, you're in a job site and you're bending over and inspecting something. Do you want a guy to joke about this, a guy to joke about, I don't think about that. I'm really right. more concerned is this project on time so I can get my draw. Um, yeah. is, is the client satisfied? And so then you got these preconceived notions of what's people thinking. And so it was hard to come out. And so it was my, it was my late twenties, uh, almost, almost 30 years old, basically. Uh, actually it was a little after 30 that I officially had come out to my family. Then it took a while to come out in my career. Uh, and I was working with somebody else at the time. And then I decided to form my own company. And I, and I said, you know what? It is what it is. I am tired of not being able to say, this is what my husband and I did, or my boyfriend at the time did. Um, what I just couldn't talk about myself. I wasn't, I was hiding myself. And then people are like, Oh, joking about wife jokes. You know, we all joke about our spouses, right? right. That is a universal thing. We all joke about our spouses and we all complain about what's for dinner tonight. It's the mm -hmm. same 
Does not matter what type yep. of relationship you're in. It's the same damn arguments. Yep. Uh, so I finally said, you know what? Maybe I will lose business. But do I really want to work with people that are so hateful that they can't deal with it? So yep. where's the degrees of separation? Is it, oh, we don't like the gays, but black people are okay? Or what? Maybe we don't like those either. You know, right. you, you go down a train of thought and, and you're like, you know what? I just don't want to work with your type. I'm not a social warrior advocate. I'm not out there to change their minds. Uh, I'm just a good person in general. Uh, yeah. you, you do what you do and hopefully you come around. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not working on that, but I am going to be who I am. Yeah. And that's all we and can when be. You did that. That's all you can be. But when you do that, you start broadcasting a happier self. You feel happier inside and it shows on the outside. When you're hiding stuff on the inside, it people can see that you're hiding things they immediately assume it's something worse than a spouse at home. They immediately assume it's something that is nefarious or criminal or duplicitous. And it's not any of those things. It's simply the fact that you're afraid that you'll be judged because you have, uh, you're a man and have a husband that's a man, of course. So it, it made a, one, once I made peace with that and I'm like, this is what it is. My family likes it or don't. My friends like it or they don't. My coworkers like it or they don't then nobody cared. Yep. They're like, cool. That's great. And that's yeah. the thing. I, and I've talked about this a lot on both my podcasts. Like we want to, we want to, we want to be ourselves and we want to share that. And I don't want anybody to never not share that piece of themselves, but there's also something interesting that if we make a really big deal about it, then it's almost like we open the doorway to, for it to become a big deal. But yet, yeah. if we just say, oh, yeah, my husband and I went wine tasting, which is the story I always tell. I was working yeah. <clears throat> I was working in my daughter's elementary school with, well, I say working. I was in the classroom with my at my daughter's elementary school with all the, the moms. We were, you know, I was being a, yeah. a room parent for a day. Yeah. And I began to do that quite a bit, quite honestly, because I work from home. I I, I joke. I call I called myself a PTA mom because it was only moms and me. And exactly. I'm like, that's PTA moms. And they all exactly. just out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but the same thing. I walked in. I'm like, OK, let's play this out and see. You know, and I wasn't expecting like somebody would say yeah. something. But, you know, we're in this room and I don't know, we're doing what do we do? Cutting up papers, putting, you know, all this craft mm. stuff together, all that sort of stuff that we do to help out. And one of the moms said, oh, well, what did you and your wife do? And I'm like, OK, it's time. It's time, even though I talk, I always talk to the teachers. I always talk to the teachers mm. at the beginning of the year, like, hey, just letting you know, here's the deal. Not trying to mm. change anything you may think, but I'm trying to help you, number one. And I'm trying to help protect my child, number two. And she asked that question. Well, what did you and your wife do this week? And I said, well, my husband and I went wine tasting in Temecula and we had a really great time. We discovered a brand new winery. And they're like, oh, that was cool. We've been there. And it was suddenly like, Wow. Just a segue. Just didn't matter. It was just a segue. Right. Now, if even if it did matter, it didn't show up there. Right. Yeah. I always joke. And after that, it was almost like, oh, we're excited. We have a gay dad. <laughs> we have a gay dad <laughs> on our team now, you know? And for the most part, we never encountered anything. I could actually only think of one time in high school that my oldest daughter did have a very religious Mormon based family that she was best friends with one of the girls. And, um, I could tell it was always difficult for her mom to come pick her kid up at our house. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm not going to hold it against you that you're Mormon. If you're not going to hold it against me that I'm gay, let's just, let's yeah. just be here, you know? And I, I knew it was uncomfortable. So I tried not to make it uncomfortable, but I didn't change who I was. 
you know, maybe I only met her at the door, you know, yeah. never said, oh, look here, we're both going to meet you at the door. It's like, my husband didn't care. He's like, I don't care if I meet this woman or not. So it's yeah. just, it's an interesting thing that I have found. If we can make it less of a quote issue, a lot of times it won't plain and simple. Yeah. But in your a, world, a... how do you do that on the construction side? That's an interesting scenario. Cause I'm thinking through my, so for those of you who don't know this, and I don't think I've actually talked about this hardly very much on my podcast. I'm a construction kid. My dad was a contractor. So at that time, when I was doing that, of course, I'm struggling with my own sexuality and everything. <clears throat> of course, there's days I'm standing on the job site going, oh, my God, he's hot. He's got his shirt off. <laughs> you know? But any anything you can lend to that, I'm sure you can. A question yeah, of, absolutely. Like, what's it like so, on I mean a job site? Well, th there, there's multiple aspects to my job. So I'm a little different than your typical contractor. I'm a, I'm a public speaker. Uh, told you, author, podcast host. Uh, but I am a contractor. I am still a job site. I was just on a job site a few minutes ago uh, delivering some straps for a concrete pour. Uh, when I'm in the networking mode, when I'm in an environment as a contractor, but not on the job site, I had something happen at a business conference. You know, there were three guys who uh, were standing around me and we were chit-chatting. An attractive woman walked by. There was no cat calling or anything, but they made a comment about, wow, she's she's really attractive in a respectful way. They they were business professionals. They weren't right. being nasty. And I said, I said, yeah, she she is very attractive. I said, but my my husband says no more girls. And the eyes got wide and big and they looked at me like, did we just ruin our professional relationship with this organization? Because this is a this is an organization and we got to uphold certain standards. Oh, crap. And then I give them a minute of panic because that's just me being fun. And then I start laughing and then they start laughing and then we just continue the conversation and they, they realize. So the, where I say that is, is my style is not confrontational. My style is usually jovial. Mm -hmm. I turn it mm -hmm. into a joke. I understand that sometimes people say things and they make it uncomfortable because listen, I grew up in the South in a very conservative area and I was uncomfortable around gay people uh, at some point, but you know what? I showed my conservative upbringing. I married a black guy. So, you know, <laughs> I just hit it on all categories there. Um, so I tend to make fun of it or something or, or talk about it. Now I was afraid to mention it to Cruz at some point, And I don't usually mm -hmm. bring up my personal life with Cruz. There's, there's a separation sure. in general. There is a separation. But, but but it does come up from time to time, and I just say this is what it is, and people are like, oh okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, people want to tell me how they have a gay friend so they can tell it. Of course, <laughs> that's that they and, and they, they do and it from a good place, go, though. Yeah, and then they're like, do oh, you I know get... him? Exactly. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. Oh yeah, no. yes. There's there's a huge yeah, network. Oh yeah, like, Bob. We're all oh yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're getting together on Sunday. Uh, um, exactly. Yeah. So, but that's their way of saying it's an awkward way. But that's their way of saying, hey, you know, we we're okay. We don't care. We right. want to at least let you know that you're all right. And at least the way I always look at those kind of comments, Tom, is um, at least they say I'm comfortable. They may still be like, oh, a little uncomfortable, but at least yeah. they're like, I'm comfortable here. Cool, right? And yeah. I and I think sometimes as an LGBTQ community, and this is where I may get some hate mail for what I'm about to say, <laughs> we put a lot of high expectations on things instead of taking the wins when they come. Mm -hmm. And I really want us to be, at least from my perspective, I want to be more open to taking the wins. So we're yeah. actually recording this podcast right after the Pope gave his blessing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not Catholic. I don't profess to be Catholic. 
I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. And I, I get some people who are very upset that, okay, but we don't need his blessing. Fine. That's a, that is a perspective, mm-hmm. but at least there's progress. So can we just Someone take the is- progress and own it and yep. be happy about that? You know, somebody did something that says they're not all evil, basically. Yeah. I, I am a silver lining kind of guy. Yeah. Um, we have had members in our community, like every community that want to go straight for the cloud. I'm not one of those individuals. Um, but I take it as a big win because, again, I grew up in that small southern type t- uh, town yep. in, in Florida. And so some of these other individuals, they grew up in New York. They grew up in California. They grew up in large metropolitan areas. You know, I was a I was a poor kid in a trailer in a rural little bumpkin town. And so to me to see those people are starting to accept anything is wow because it wasn't 20 30 years ago that they were like oh mm-hmm. you can't talk to them and then meant anybody that wasn't my color you know yep. so the yep. fact that we're seeing that change is like it's astronomical huge. so absolutely it's, we've got to stop being upset that we don't get everything we want right away um and we have to be pleased with some of the wins now do we still fight for progress of course I'm out there doing it. I, I I do public speaking. I say, look at me. I'm just a I'm just a general guy. I'm a contractor. I'm not an interior designer. That's actually in my book. Um, you don't want me doing color selections. I don't pick out furniture. I try my best. Clients are like, well, what color would you choose? I don't. I don't choose. Because everything's going to go gray. Yep. Everything will go gray. <laughs> white ceilings, white trim, gray, everything else. Oh, yep. well, we don't like gray. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yep. You know, I'll paint it whatever color you want. Uh, but I don't, I don't fit that stereotype. I'm just, I'm just another guy. So I, it's okay. I, I think a lot of people have a problem coming out because they think, oh, people are going to accuse me of being that stereotype. Well, if they know you, they're going to know you. most of us aren't that stereotype. Right. Yeah. Most of us aren't. In fact, I, I have a friend who is really, really just, if you saw him, you're like, okay. I mean, you, you wouldn't have any clue he's gay. Not that yeah. he hides anything, there's, you know, nothing that comes off, but he he presents just very average guy. I mean, yeah. yet really handsome guy. He loves to play cornhole. He loves to play softball. And when I said to him once, I said, hey, is that kind of hinder you sometimes in dating? He goes, absolutely. He goes, I'm yeah. too straight for most gays. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that's kind of sad. <laughs> that's kind of sad because he's a really handsome guy. Um, yeah. and he goes, and I've struggled with in relationships because of that. And it's just interesting to see how we as a community want so badly to be accepted. And then here we go. We turn on our own, like, oh no, no, that's not. And there is no such thing as here's how you do gay. I say that to my clients I'm coaching with all the time that are coming out of the closet. Like, well, what, how do I do this? And what's the best way to be gay? I'm like, be you. Just be you. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Gay is just another facet of who you are. You're a dad. I'm a dad. Being a dad is just another facet of who I am. You're a business owner. I'm a business owner. That's just another facet of who I am. Yeah. Okay. Where we where we differ is I'm really good at color selection. So I'll take care of that. You, <laughs> you take care of that. That's I'm all very you. good at like putting all that stuff together. But I don't consider myself like, oh, he, he's like the flamboyant interior decorator. I know I have a good eye. I have a good eye for really seeing stuff. And that's something I think it comes from my creativity because I've always been creative. I paint, I'm a cook, I'm a chef. 
there's just this creative piece to me that I love that being able to do it. But when I worked for my own dad, I could build, you know, I could do it, but I don't have that mind I much more do have it now than I used to. I think I didn't have it with my dad because I'm like, I don't want to work for you, dad. This is not, <laughs> this is not what I want to be doing, yeah. you know, because I was forced into it basically. But I think mm -hmm. this is the beauty when we as guys, and I think this is something we as guys over 40 can start to give back to the generations that behind us. And I, and also pay homage forward to being more ourselves. The more we can make that the standard, the more we can help those guys who are coming up through the journey and those guys ahead of us who like, they fought so hard to be themselves. And yet we don't respect that. Wow. We're here because of them. We're really yep. truly here because of them. So. Those are the guys that would get killed in high school. Yes, not absolutely. Not beaten up, killed. Yep. And then it's blamed on something else. Mm -hmm. My generation is right there in the center. That's just coming into 40 that I'm almost an Xer, but technically the oldest of the millennials, but right. I fall in the South, you know, where the South is a little bit different in, in progression. So I fall closer to the get your ass kicked in high school than I do in the, Oh wow. Glee came out Call the right. Glee generation. <laughs> you know, everybody's cool now with the A's after Glee. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I respect what those guys went through and I'm also mentoring other people straight and gay. Um, they just don't understand. They're like, why is gay being a big deal? I'm like, it's not, but for these people, some people are afraid when you walk into their houses, if they don't know you're gay, mm -hmm. uh, they're afraid to even say, you know, they need to bring somebody else in the design choice. I mean, right. could you imagine your marriage lasting if you redid your kitchen without talking to your husband at all? No. Or your house? No, none of us, mm -hmm. none mm -hmm. of us. So and the same thing would so, happen in a heterosexual relationship. So correct. there you and go. The same thing would happen. So if you're afraid to even stand in your own house to talk to the contractor with both partners there, yep. that, that's, that's a mentality. I have a lot of clients that are afraid of that. Absolutely. And they, they don't know. I walk in, I don't present as a stereotypical gay individual. I am cisgender. I'm a white guy. I know my privilege levels. I understand yep. it. I've seen the difference. I was treated versus the way my husband's treated. Just for him being black. I've yeah. seen it. It's existing. Yeah. Yeah, it totally uh, and so, exists. And so these guys get scared. These women get scared. They're afraid, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I don't want us to talk about uh, my wife, you know, designing the kitchen. You know, what? how do we do it? We And then it's an awkward conversation until you can pick up or determine, or, or discern what's going on. And I'll say, then I'll just, instead of coming out and saying, asking if you're gay, I'll just say, yeah, me and my husband do this too. And then all of a sudden right. it's like, oh, oh yeah, my husband. Oh yeah, my wife. Then right, they start right. talking and you put yourself out there uh, yeah. for them. But uh, if you can't, you got to live yourself. It You might lose some people in your life for living yourself. But, but is that's it okay. so worth it? it it's okay. It, is it so worth it to lose your sense of self mm -hmm. to protect everybody else's feelings forever? You said it right. Do you flamboyantly throw yourself at everybody that you meet and nope. declare rights and start talking politics? No, mm -hmm. no, you don't. Only when, only when I'm drunk. Only when I'm drunk. Okay. Oh, I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> that, and even then, it, it's rare. It it rarely yeah. comes out, you know, because I, I just <clears throat> I'm not a person who enjoys conflict, number one. Not that yeah. anybody really does, but mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, is it really necessary to have this conversation? Now, mm -hmm. if I feel like there's a I don't want to even use the word threat. So a situation just happened in my work environment where a person on the team talked about, you know, this is the problem with DEI. And I'm like, okay, I can't, 
I can't be quiet about that. I can't be yeah. quiet. DEI isn't a problem. The problem is why we even have to talk about DEI. There's the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I didn't like jump right in and go, let's, let's go to battle. I'm like, can I have a conversation with you and share something with you that you said that I, I took a little bit of offense with. And let me explain from my perspective as, you know, a gay man. And it ended up being a really powerful conversation, which I knew I could do yeah. with this person. Yeah. <clears throat> but not saying you have to do this every time. No. I'm just saying there are moments you're going to find in your life. And this is where we all get to stand at those crossroads. I don't think, Tommy, you or I are either one saying, go advocate, 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 like be in everybody's face. But sometimes being in somebody's face is as simple as, yeah, my husband and I have the same conversation. Who's going to pick out the tile? What What's the arrangement going to be for the kitchen? You know, I mean, when we bought this house, we we had a lot of conversations. Now, it happened to be already built. It was the model home. So there wasn't a whole lot to say, oh, no, let's not go. I mean, everything was there, the upgrades and everything. Like, cool. I yeah. think the biggest conversation was, Will this really work for the life we want to create? And even as we stood there with our real estate agent, who we've used for years in front of another real estate agent who just knew, just getting to know us, she was the seller side. I'm like, this conversation is kind of important. Now, granted, my realtor, she's done enough stuff with us. She loves us. The new realtor, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I work with, you know, gay couples. In fact, and then she's like, and so there's a gay couple down over there and there's one over <clears throat> There we were, right? Yeah. But I think it's all about each of us stepping into our own level of comfort because I don't want anybody to put themselves in a space where they're like, okay, this is uncomfortable for me to go do this. I never want to push anybody like, this is how you do it because then I'm as guilty as anybody else saying, this is how you do gay. And I think that's a you have thing. You have to have your own path. You have to have your own path. With me, it's being funny. I joke about something. I, I take the discomfort allow you to be okay with being uncomfortable with something you don't know, explain it to you a little bit more just through interaction. And then all of a sudden, Oh, he's just a normal guy. Well, yeah, I'm just yeah. the next door guy. I mean, I, maybe I'm a little more funny or crazy, but, uh, but yeah, he's just a normal person that's going to talk about Absolutely. whatever. Uh, and, and I think that the interesting thing, Tommy, and I think about this all the time, how many times do we interact with people throughout our day, our week, our month, our year, that I never question, are they gay? Are they straight? Mm-hmm. Are they Republican? Are they Democrat? Are they Christian? Are they Muslim? Are they? We walk in the world around people constantly that this has no bearing on what we're doing. I do not go into Costco and go, oh, I hope the person checking me out, well, unless he's really cute checking me out. I hope <laughs> whoever's working in Costco is gay. I, I It plays no, it has no bearing yeah. on my world. You know, if I walk into a retail store and somebody happens to be a little more flamboyant gay man than I am, it doesn't deter me from buying. I don't tell him to leave me alone because I don't have a reason to, number one. But I also don't walk in and go, okay, well, there's certain stores I probably wouldn't go to because of some of their support and belief systems. But I don't walk around going, oh, I wonder if they're actual right wing Christians. Can I interview you before we have this conversation while I'm in your store? Mm-hmm. I think this is where we as a society have gotten polarized. We all know that to where these things are driving too much of the decision process versus you said it really well. You're a cisgendered white guy. Me too. I'm just a cisgender white guy. And oh, guess what? I'm also gay. There we mm-hmm. go. 
that's it. I know my privilege, as you said that too. I know my privilege. I And you know, being married to a black man, you probably know that mm-hmm. privilege really well. Mm-hmm. You could walk down the street and nobody would probably see you for anything other than, okay, he's a big husky white guy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe the worst thing you'd like, I, I always say, it, the worst thing I could get against me is, well, he's kind of big and heavy. He probably needs to lose some weight. Okay, fine. That is your perspective. <laughs> Carry on, <Yeah>. right? <clears throat> but- my black friends, they can't just walk down the street because they can't change the color of their skin. So I know my privilege and it gets checked a lot. You can hide being gonna... gay. I can hide being gay. They yep. can't walk into a room hide being black. Nope. Nope. And I wish part of this conversation, I hope, is helping guys. And most are the guys that listen to this podcast are pretty solid in this space. But the whole point of this is you can be who you need to be. You can go be who you need to be in your work. I realize in certain cultures, there's not all states are welcoming and not all states. Can you still, there's a lot of states you can still get like, let go because of being LGBTQ. I totally get that. I'm not, again, I'm lucky and blessed where I live. Mm. However, I don't want that to deter you from going and being who you want to be in the world, whether that's starting a new career, choosing a career that like really turns you on. I mean, construction is probably something that you really you're really passionate about i would guess yeah i like i like the purpose of creation and i'm glad you said that so there's two things real quick i'm going to talk about one is uh being yourself in construction and there are a lot of lgbt individuals in construction a lot of them in the closet so this year i formed uh the pride construction coalition in florida just to show people hey there's a place out there to talk there's a place out there to network uh, mm-hmm. We even had the mayor of Tampa show up at our, our premiere event and speak. And that was just amazing. Uh, she happens to be a lesbian uh, as well, member of our community. And so I formed that to show that, hey, you know what? We're just a bunch of professionals. Some people you might clearly look at and, and identify as gay and other ones you wouldn't. And you would just be surprised how many people were there that were just like, oh, my God, we didn't know we could have a space for us to talk or feel safe in the industry. And that's a big deal. And and you're hearing this first. Uh, we're getting ready to announce some plans. We want to uh, I want to use construction to launch uh, an affordable housing complex for LGBT individuals that are aging uh, in the 55 plus community here in the Tampa Bay region. So uh, wow. that. That is how you want to talk about passion. Giving somebody a nice house is great. Being able to come from a poor upbringing and now a disadvantaged background uh, and give back to our community, to to those of us that weren't, didn't have the right circumstances in life. uh, That is where my passion lies. Mm -hmm. So I want to be, I want to be the LGBT contractor building some complexes to help our aging population out because we're all aging. We all are. Yep. and some of us may have means to have a house and many of us won't. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to be there to try to help our community age gracefully and safely in an environment that they're friendly with, especially those older individuals getting in their 60s and 70s that still have stigma around them for their from their generation to be in a safe place knowing, oh, yeah, all the neighbors in this floor are gay. All the neighbors in this building or at least they're open and accepting and they don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to have this podcast opportunity today because we haven't really disclosed that yet. So you're literally That's the first. That's very one. cool. I was going to hear it. that. You know, it was a few months ago, and I can't think of the guy's name because I'm 60 years old, and it takes a while to like bring those memories back. But um, it's been more than a few months ago. Um, 
<clears throat> I interviewed a guy. <clears throat> I interviewed a guy who he has just built a LGBTQ um, housing development in Palm Springs. And that was okay. really cool to talk to him. There's another guy um, that I've talked to who he flips houses. And um, it, he hasn't flipped them specifically for LGBTQ, but he and I off off the podcast had some conversations around this stuff. And it's so important because it's something, you know, okay, I'm 60. I'm not like, oh, my foot's in the grave. But there's things I think about, like, you know, yeah. me and my husband, like, hey, we love where we live. We love our house. But, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm in good shape and everything. But, hey, I'm not always going to be able to climb up the stairs to, you know, the bedroom in the loft. Yeah. You know, it just that's not going to be part of the. And you. Most people who aren't LGBTQ, yeah, they're going to have some of those same thoughts. But they get to go into these retirement communities where they're surrounded by their own. Yeah. Many people go back in the closet when they get to 70, 75, 80. Because yeah, they do. it's not safe, quote, safe in those environments. And it can be everything from, oh, well, we won't let you live together as a you know married couple to okay you're not married so why do you two men or women need to live together you know and yep. you know i don't think those stories get told enough i think it's happening and people don't hear about it enough so good on you man for announcing and sharing I, i'm excited that that got shared here so that's pretty cool i i love in fact one of my last questions to you was going to be like why are you so willing to be an advocate and give back and everything and i think you just you kind of beat me to the punch so that's awesome man because it's important you know, people need to be I, themselves. They yeah. need to be themselves. Absolutely. And, and, and I know, you know, coming out in your forties versus coming out of thirties is different, but it's still, it was still a big deal for me. It was a traumatic event almost. And, and it went perfectly uh, as best, almost as good as it could have gone. It wasn't a kick out of the household, but I was a grown man at that point. You know, if people cut me off, they, you know, there was no financial ramifications. I was safe in that respect. Yeah. Uh, it, it is difficult to have those conversations to say who you are, but you feel better afterwards and it'll take a while. It's not easy. It's not like, Oh, the band-aid's off. Now I'm good. It's right. a slow process of coming out to yourself first. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. To feel it's such a powerful thing to be, feel comfortable. I mean, you know, to kind of pull, put the bow on this whole conversation I'll never forget, and I was very blessed. I'm going to, again, I'm going to feel blessed and privileged that when I came out, I worked for a company that was very open and accepting in Orange County, California, of all mm -hmm. places. So mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know, in those of us who live in California, it's like, yeah, you're behind the orange curtain if you're an LGBTQ person, so to speak. And I felt very privileged because there was a lot of us. So I was in the hospitality industry. So I think that helped that I don't want to do this typical, yeah. oh yeah, all the queers work for hospitality, right? Yeah. Um, but that's out there too. But I was very privileged because a lot of my teammates, not all, but a, a good portion of them were LGBTQ. And when you can have that kind of welcoming environment, it's easier to be yourself. Now that I can reflect back on that. And as I, again, as I work with guys coming out, because I work with guys at all ages coming out, I'm never going to say, go be out at work. Would never say that. But I want you to go be out at work how you feel comfortable. Yep. How you feel like you can be who you want to be. And I think you've epitomized that through this entire conversation, Tommy, by 
being that mirror of reflection on how you can do this. And it doesn't have to be a in your face. This is the way you should accept me. It can just be, Hey, this is who I am. This is who I am. And you know when to do it and you know when not to do it. So, um, so appreciate you, man. So what's the name of the book? I want to get that shouted out there too. If that's coming out real soon. It's coming out. It'll be out June 1st, which is my 40th birthday. It's called, it's called building success. A toolbox for coming out on top. Nice. Nice. And what's your podcast? The podcast is Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. And you can find that on YouTube and Spotify. And I think we're coming out on Apple Music soon, too. Awesome, man. So, guys, if you want to get more of Tommy, get his book, all that good stuff, um, please, please, please show him some support. Tommy, thank you for sharing of yourself and being who you are. Really appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us, guys, and help us really see another pathway through when we feel like, I don't know if I can be who I truly want to be. So really appreciate you, man. I appreciate that. I'd love to hear from the community. You can reach me at tommywhitehead.com. It's a great way to reach out, see what's going on. The book will be out there. The podcast will be out there. And, uh, you know, if you want to talk about housing, love to hear other people's opinions, get support, uh, help us out here. We, uh, we need a little more progress where we're at. We're getting there. Tampa's beautiful, but but we can use all the help we can get and all the love from our community. Well, we all, I can say from my, my perspective, a lot of us out there like, yeah, I don't know how people in Florida do it, but we send love, we send energy, we do all this stuff and hopefully quote unquote, the tides will turn, not wipe the state out, but (laughs) the tides will start to turn. I I was born here. My husband was born here. Our son was born here. I'm not leaving. I'm not getting out. People will change. It's fine. Well, again, thank you so much, Tommy. I appreciate you, bud. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.